When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good morning, Birds fans. Appreciate you streaming in with us. That would be Mac and Mac here on Birds 365 Free Agent Wednesday. Oh, yeah, free agency starts today. I don't know what the hell we've been doing these last 48 hours, but free agency officially starts today. Oh, this tampering time. The Eagles have been quite active. They've lost some. They've added some. They've changed directions on some. And we're to break it down for you for the next two hours uh, Johnny Mac, they've kept you busy on top of all of the moves that the Eagles have made, both adding, subtracting, retaining. Yesterday was a big one for the Eagles because, I'll be honest, I came out of this surprise that they were able to retain James Bradbury. I thought that uh, his number was going to get high enough that the Eagles would bo- walk away. It came out pretty high, but according to James Bradbury, wasn't the highest number he had, that he left money on the table, that he preferred to stay here in Philadelphia, likes his coaches, likes the team, likes the town, and that's why he signed a three-year contract extension with the Eagles. I'm buying that he left money on the table. How about you? You know, that's a good question. I haven't thought about that. Um, I I think he left some money on the table, um, most likely. Uh, a little bit of a surprise because, you know, one of the reasons why we all 
were in your category, basically, Jody. We all kind of assumed um, that James was going to be moving on is because he was pretty consistent with us, you know, throughout the season. He's a very, very honest player, very uh, thoughtful player. I always talk about very smart player, savvy player, but he's also very honest. And he said, look, you know, I, I love it here and, you know, but I got to do what's best for me financially. And he was pretty consistent throughout the season with that. So we all mm-hmm. assumed, all right, you know, he's going to be 30 years old. This is his last chance to make big money. He's going to go for the biggest contract. And uh, he didn't at the end of the day. So that's good news for the Eagles. Um, and yeah, you never know, obviously, but I, I do think judging by the size of the contract, he probably got, uh, some bigger offers. And it's interesting. You say like the coaching staff, because coaching staff ain't back. At right. Least from it's his pretty damn different. Yeah. Now I, I think he knows the organization. He knows they're going to play the same philosophy, uh, as I'm trying to call it. Uh, obviously there'll be some differences with a new coordinator, new secondary coach. Um, but that framework was a little interesting because not only Jonathan Gannon, but also Denard Wilson is not back, who's the guy he worked with on a daily basis. So um, a lot of change from that perspective, uh, but only good news for the Eagles. I mean, this was a tremendous player. Uh, all due respect to our buddy Bob Groats, he he had a phenomenal year. Um He's been a good player for a lot of years. You know, I go back. Remember the Jalen Rager game in New York and all the hoopla. I remember you and I talking about that. And I remember a play where Bradbury undercut uh, a, a play and fans were losing their minds because there was a screenshot and somebody was open for a, a millisecond. And I, I remember distinctly saying to you, Jody, these guys don't realize how savvy he's baiting. He's trying to bait the quarterback. They, they, they don't realize how savvy. Now they realize um, just and, – and he's been a good player for years. He's never played as well as he did last year. Um, but it's – it's if you would have graded all the free agents, he would have been near the bottom for the guys to come back um, from the perspective of – of where we thought things were going. So the fact that they were able to get him back is only positive. Agreed. And he had a phenomenal year. Uh, The fact that he is 30 years old scares some people because that's getting into the territory where you go, really, three-year contract? Well, it's a two-year deal that may stretch to three uh, with the way the guaranteed money is laid out. If the Eagles want and or need to, they can get out of it uh, after uh, two years. But because he's the type of player, you just did a very good job describing what type of player is. He's a cerebral player. There are some players that are just so athletically gifted that they can make plays that others can't because they've got a skill set that others don't. That's not James Bradbury. He's not this unbelievable, twitchy, fast guy with great size or length or whatever. No, he's good in all those categories but he's smart as all get out. And he just understands how to play the position. And when you start to see drop off with age, you usually see it with athletes first. 
guys were yeah. leaning on their athletic skills because those start to erode a little bit. And uh-oh, now the guy's getting beat. Now the guy's not coming up with those plays. He's not getting those tip balls anymore. Because of the way he plays the game, I think he'll age well. So the fact that they went three years on him at age uh, 30 doesn't concern me. I, I don't think there's going to be this drop off a cliff uh, game dropping type uh, drop off with the Eagles during the uh, run of this contract. I was, I don't want to say you could knock me over with a feather, but I was pretty damn surprised when I found that out yesterday. I thought, hey, yeah, this is one of the guys, the two guys who I thought were going to be very difficult because I thought the Eagles would be very motivated to keep CJ DJ, and we'll talk about him in a second. I thought the two guys that were just going to price themselves out of the Eagle range were going to be Hargrave and 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 uh, Bradbury. Hargrave could, didn't have to wait long, 45 minutes, to find out that he priced himself out of the Eagles range. Bradbury didn't. And to get him done and get him back here and keep him paired with Slay, and yeah, I still think, I know he's paired with Slay right now, and when the season starts, I wouldn't be surprised if he's paired with Slay. The Eagles have shown that, yeah. They liked being the best defense against the pass in the National Football League last year, and they're trying, going to try and continue that by keeping uh, the best cornerback tandem in the National Football League. Yeah, we'll see with Slay. I mean, today's a big deal. It, you know, one of the other reasons we all thought uh, Bradbury wouldn't be back is because it's difficult to pay two corners at the level the Eagles are set to pay their two corners. Not impossible, obviously. Um but, you know, they've given Slay permission, uh, well, Drew Rosenhaus permission to shop Slay around the league, basically to so they get a judge of his value and where he is for a potential extension. And at his an even older player at 32. Um, so this is a big day. Now, you know, a lot of people want answers. Are, is something going to happen with Slay today? Well, maybe. I mean, it's not a yes or no question. I mean, the Eagles don't really gain that much from a cap perspective by trading him now. They gain more after June 1st, but the problem with that is a lot of teams want to budget right now. They want to make decisions right now. So, you know, you got to deal with – it's not just about what you want. It's about what the team acquiring the player would want. So it's a little bit more complicated than a yes-no question, but it would be – it would be, you know, that's a, that's a, as Jerry Seinfeld would say, a big matzo ball playing two corners, that, that kind of money. Uh, and, and again, but Slay, Bradbury, Avante Maddox when he's healthy. I mean, that's the best cornerback trio in football. Um, a lot of moving parts. I mean, safety's a moving part of it. The more this goes on, the more you think CJ's coming back. Um, I mean, to me, there's a clear indication the market's not where he thought it was going to be uh, by this point. I'm shocked that he's still on the market, and that indicates a very good chance that he'll be back. And that that changes things because that's you, you can you can lose one, you lose Marcus Epps, but if you lose two, then you got to start thinking about well, do you move Amante Maddox back to safety because? It's easier to find a, a, at least a competent slot than two safeties. You know, still have Josiah Scott and all that kind of stuff. So there's still a lot of moving parts. And, um, but if you get back two good players 
Here's the thing about pre-agency that bothers me, Jody. My tangent for the day. And and we'll talk about Rashad Penny as well. This factors in with Rashad Penny. Everybody's so worried about value, 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 value. At the end of the day, it's about players. Our buddy Colin Thompson, uh, you know, always says, I love that phrase. It's about the Jimmys and Joes, man. You, you, you got to get good players at the end of the day. It's, it's, it's fine about valuation, but you can't be so obsessed with valuation that you forget, oh, you know, we need some good players as well. And generally, you got to pay some good players. So did the Eagles make a mistake by letting a guy like T.J. Edwards walk? Because I think I it's think all so. about you know valuation about with TJ. him because he's a good player. And they let a good player just walk out the door. I think so. Because it was a it was a deal, but I'm I'm you know I'm above board. I think TJ's a really good player. I think people are obsessed. Again, another thing I can't stand: obsessed with his pedigree. Oh, he's undrafted. He's undrafted. He's undrafted. At some point, you got to put that in the background. You can't say in year twenty one, Tom Brady was the sixth round pick one night. Well, everybody did say it, but at some point, you got to turn the corner and say, "All right, we screwed that one up." We screwed that one up. This kid can play. And, you know, the Eagles aren't the only one because he didn't get nearly the deal that he should have gotten. And 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 what's the reason? Because he was undrafted and people don't believe what they're seeing. Enough people don't believe what they're seeing. Now he got a decent deal. But yes, and and to a to a you know, circle back, you know. I got a tweet about oh how he you know and I'm I feel like I need you know you know me Jody I mean I think Howie Roseman is a great general manager and I've gotten a lot of criticism for that people trying to say I'm currying favor with Howie Roseman which ain't working by the way so but I I will say this now it's turned now Howie can do no wrong In and I got this eyes, tweet yes. I I got this tweet about Rashad. Oh, what a what a brilliant deal! Well, you know, Rashad Penn ain't getting uh, big money because he's missed thirty eight games in four years. He's missed forty games in uh, since twenty eighteen. Um, he got the deal. He got the deal because he's never on the field. And I got this tweet from a pretty high profile guy, so I don't want to throw him under the bus, but I'll just tell you about the tweet. Um, you know, the Cowboys are paying whatever, 30 million for their running back room, and the Eagles are paying three and a half million. Yeah, but the Cowboys have Tony Pollard, who's a damn good player. Uh, now, I agree for the most part, you should devalue running backs. For the most part, you should devalue linebackers. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys know they got a really good running back. And you can talk about Ezekiel Elliott as well. I mean, obviously, he's a descending player. At the end of the day, the Bears, they have two really good linebackers. They know that. They may have overspent. I'll agree with that part of it. But there's this polarization of, oh, they spent too much, so that's stupid. Well, maybe it is stupid, but they got good players. Right, you we'll have uncertainty how- at linebacker. You have nothing at linebacker. And you got a guy who's never on the field at running back, and you're telling me that's a genius move? I can't go genius move yet. 
We'll and, see. Uh, it's all thing, I can go. One thing that I think that the Eagle fans who are, are moving right on from the fact that they let their two starting linebackers walk out the door. Oh, we'll get somebody else. They, these two guys were average linebackers. That's all they were. TJ and Kaiser. Why do I need to run names like Eric Wilson by you? Yeah, Eric I Wilson. Bring LJ, I should have brought. Grand? I forgot about Eric Wilson. L.J. Ford, Corey <laughs> Nelson. Yeah, Paul Paul Warlow. Uh, yeah, uh, Eric, Eric Wilson. If the why, guys who just left were average linebackers, and I'm seeing that right here on our stream, and I've gotten those same tweets that you have. Um, oh, we've seen well below average linebacker hold down the position here in Philadelphia. So, however you want to move the scale. Oh, Edwards and. Uh, Kaiser White were just average players. We've seen well below average, yeah. and we'll and the Eagles uh, reached not, out and acquired uh, yeah. all these guys, so they got to go get somebody. We both like Nicobe Dean. We think he's going to step in and be very good next year. Maybe even an upgrade and or better from the linebackers they had, but they still need another one. And yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure the Eagles can go. Oh, we can get this guy. We can get him for value, and he's going to come in and be at least average. Okay, uh, I'll wait and see if they can actually accomplish that, John. Same here. Well, that's what I said. And I, I, I know you know, day one I told you Eric Wilson can't play. Uh, I never got my flowers for that one uh, with all the people criticizing me, and they had to go through that. Uh, the assumption that they're just going to go get somebody for, um, you know, Kaiser White is an average linebacker. He's an average linebacker. But he's an average linebacker, you know. And as you pointed out, that's a hell of a lot better than the Eric Wilsons of the world and, and the Paul Warlows of the world uh, who got injured. You know, that was part of it. The Corey Nelsons of the world. L.J. Ford, I, I don't know. He went down to Baltimore and was a half-decent player. But for the Eagles, he did nothing. Um, yeah. I mean, the assumption that, oh, we're, we're just going to be cheap and replace Kaiser White and we're going to be cheap and replace – uh, TJ Edwards and I got you know I have a lot of confidence in the Kobe Dean but I I do think there is the opposite of TJ Edwards going on with with Nicobe Dean there's an assumption because of his college success that he's going to go and be the Georgia guy and you you just saw with Jordan Davis I'll say this there's going to be startup costs to go back to Jim Swartz maybe two years down the road Nicobe turns into a significantly better player than TJ Edwards. Maybe there's the possibility. He certainly has a, a, a ceiling, a high ceiling as a player. But that's, I feel like there's people assuming it. And that's a big assumption because TJ wasn't an average linebacker. TJ was an above average linebacker and people who who've been watching Eagles football over the past 10 years or so. That's pretty good for this team. They haven't had a lot of good linebacker play. You can keep going back to Seth. That's how far you have to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Jeremiah Trotter or somebody. They haven't a lot of, had a lot of good linebacker play. You know, Nigel Bradham, Jordan Hicks were, were solid players. Um, TJ was better than them. Maybe Jordan was better at his height, but he was injured a lot. Um, you know, the, there's an assumption there uh, that that people are are skipping steps, as I like to say. 
right, one more quick question for the two big moves yesterday, and we got to Rashad Penny as you you, you teased um, when we get our our first guest up here, uh, Les Bowen. Um, the effect that yesterday's moves, let's say both of the last two days' moves, has on the draft. Now, Howie Roseman is going to say we're going to take the best available player, which chances are they will but you're always hoping to get a win-win situation where the best available player is a player at a position of need. You and I were both kind of leaning toward that number 10 cornerback. If Bradbury goes out the door, then they get the other starter, somewhat of that high quality. You can plug and play, put them right in. As of now, that's not necessary. What would be the number one priority? What's the win-win position? I'll tell you what. Draft for the Eagles now right it's now? it's it's way early, and I haven't even talked to the people I used to talk. I I usually talk to, and they gave me some good information last year with Cam Jurgens. So I'll get to all that. But right now, I got to tell you, I'm starting to buy into that pit kid, Kalijah Canty. I mean, he's shooting up everybody's board. The Eagles don't care about the running game anyway. They don't care. Um, you know, they better he, he's care because they don't have TJ Edwards back there making 100. Well, it doesn't matter, right? They're going to get anybody to replace TJ Edwards, right? So uh, I'm just saying it's very early in the process, but they need a defensive tackle. They value defensive tackles. Um, it's one of the positions, obviously, they lost Javon Hargrave. We'll see if they can get Bletcher back, which I think is very important now. And I know people don't want to hear that. Um, but if they lose Fletcher as well, I mean, they really need a defensive tackle. Uh, I'm, I'm just throwing it out. It's very early in the process, but he's you know, they, shooting up boards. They they better talk to uh, the two veteran guys that they brought in in midseason, who we both agree might look to go down that road again. Yeah, I'll see you in about October, late October, November. Maybe they need one of those two guys uh, to actually start the season on a defensive line for the Eagles. I'm right, John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald, McMahon, Birch 365. Les Bowen is going to kick things off first today. we got two good Philly guests for you. That would be Les Bowen first. John Clark, NBC Sports, NBC Sports Philly a little bit later. So uh, do yourself a favor. Stay right here with us on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online.
Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. John McBone, I'm Jody McDonald. Birds 365. We're lucky enough to have our Bud Les Bowen get up early and shoot the breeze with some football talk here on Birds 365. Uh, Les, you are officially not on anybody's payroll these days. We still appreciate you, and that's why we have you on because we know you know what you're talking about. But are you following it with the same fervor? Are you like, is the phone phone been attached to your hand to stay on top of things for either websites and or Twitter for these 22, uh, uh, two days, almost 48 hours of Eagles transactions? Yes and no, Jody. I'm following it very, very closely, but I'm not calling agents and begging for information. And frankly, I don't miss that a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew's going to contact, uh, you know, Sheppy first, so it's always uh, disappointing. But uh, with the you know slam. my Drew story, right? About Drew, uh, I texted Drew one time asking for something, and he texted back, off the record, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, uh, making the sausage. Yeah, it's all agents, people. It's all agents, but. Uh, Les, I, I think we're all surprised that the Eagles were able to get James Bradbury back because James had been pretty honest all yeah. season and, you know, certainly sounded like he was going to go uh, for the biggest deal and didn't. Uh, said he left money on the table, and I believe him from that perspective, coming off the year he had, uh, even at his age. Uh, but I think it was interesting the way he framed it from the perspective mm -hmm. of, you know, being comfortable here. And Jody uh, mentioned the coaches and, hey, his coaches oh, are gone. Was, hey, John, I was no, quoting. I, 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 yeah, the I that wasn't me. That yeah. was him saying, I like the coaches. And yeah. I had the yeah. same reaction you did. The coaches that are still yeah, here, I coaches, guess. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Gannon, and even more so the guy he worked with on a daily basis, Denard Wilson, uh, is now in Baltimore. What do you make of uh, the Bradbury uh, uh, deal and, and him coming back. Well, I'm glad he said those things and I'm glad he's back, but 
what I see is a deal that isn't really, I, I think I read somewhere that he, he's now the 17th, 17th, uh, yeah. Cornerback uh, by average uh, per year. You know, the, the big deal wasn't out there. We all thought it would be. I don't know quite, quite what to make of that. He's a guy who has a, you know, this year, what, which, which he was all pro, isn't the only year he's ever played. He's been real good in some situations, and he hasn't been that great in other situations. And maybe he's kind of scheme dependent a little bit. Uh, you mentioned the coach is changing, but the scheme isn't going to change yeah. too much. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think they got him at a reasonable price, and uh, that makes sense. You know, that he, if he's going to sign for a deal that's not at the top of the market, then it makes sense that he's back here, especially with all this Slay stuff going on that's kind of – that kind of came out of nowhere last week. Um, I, I do think Slay will end up playing here one way or another, more likely than not. But, you know, it, it adds it, – once this Slay uncertainty came into play, it certainly added some urgency to, to maybe doing something with Bradbury, I think. All right, then let me play urgency against urgency. The Bradbury re-signing, what effect does it have on the urgency to get CJGJ done and a contract for him to stay here in Philadelphia? Does it add to it, take away from it? How does one, in your eyes, affect the other? Uh, I it's It gives me a little hope in that uh, Gardner Johnson also hasn't signed anywhere. Uh, we don't know. You know, there, there have been – there was at least one top-of-the-market uh, – uh, safety who did sign the guy from Cincinnati. Yeah, um, Jesse Bates. Yeah. So it's the market is set. Uh, if Gardner Johnson has an offer like that, you would think he would take it. And we haven't heard anything yet. So, you know, it gives me some hope there, I guess. Um, I'm not sure it is important that they get him back. I, I don't know if it's like, oh my God, the season's going to be horrible if they don't get him back but it would be very very good to get that piece back as well that would be a huge step for the eagles i think yeah i think at this stage less it's only positive i mean is there any other angle you could see other than cj hasn't gotten uh the the offer that he was expecting i doubt that he's like on vacation in the himalayas or anything you know i mean no, he's on uh, Twitter, is, so I can I yeah, can confirm you know, that you, you get the deal and you sign it, you know, and, yeah. and uh, that's the only interpretation I can put on this. Yeah, oh, but you know, uh, people brought up, and I brought up. I don't want to throw it. You know, he's got a big personality, man. Uh, CJ yeah. is is a and and Marcus Hayes, your old colleague, uh, had a column about Denard Wilson and. Mm-hmm. how things went uh, awry with Denard in the Eagles. And he mentioned, you know, Denard was one of the ones tasked with sort of keeping T- CJ on task. Yeah. Um, that could scare some other organizations away, that type of personality. Do you think in a weird way that helps the Eagles? Uh, and if they want him back, by the way, we, you know, the assumption is they want yeah. him back. I think Are they we right do. with that assumption. I mean, I think they do. During the time he was out last season, it was pretty clear to me that they missed him. 
and that they knew they missed him, you know, and they certainly don't have, uh, yeah, you, you've already lost Marcus up. So you're bringing Reed Blankenship is going to replace one of these guys, but he can't replace both of them. You know, it's like yesterday people were talking about N'Kobe Dean after the second linebacker left. And my yeah. joke was, you know, how many positions yeah. is he going to play? You know? Yeah. 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 Uh, um, it's, I, I just think it is important to them. I think they do like him. Um, I hadn't thought too much about the personality aspect. I think that is tricky a little bit. Uh, but I, I also think uh, this is a guy that, uh, you know, he had all those interceptions early. Then he got hurt. And maybe, you know, it, maybe it's hard to evaluate exactly where he is as a player. Uh, the interceptions made it look like he was, you know, a superstar. Um, interceptions kind of come and go uh, to me. Uh, most guys don't have a ton of them year after year after year after year. You know, there's a, an element of luck involved, uh, things like that. But uh, I thought he played very, very well. Um Again, scheme, I, I don't know. I don't know what teams are looking at, really. I don't know how many teams are going to go big at safety, you know, for money at safety. Corner is the more, you know, high-profile position still in the NFL. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. I haven't seen him really linked with anybody that uh, makes a lot of sense. No, uh, there, are, there haven't been many rumors about him yeah. other than here in Philadelphia. I. The biggest uh, addition slash re-addition, certainly I say for the Eagles, was James Bradbury. Probably the second biggest move that they made was the adding of a new running back, and that would be mm -hmm. Rashad Penny from the Seattle uh, Seahawks. Kind of one of those good news, bad news things. Um, good news is when this guy plays, he puts up numbers. He's a He's got game-breaking capabilities. Good news is they got him for under $2 million per. He's got incentives. It could take it just above $2 million, but it maxes out at $2.1 million. Bad news is he doesn't always play, as in has missed half of his games in his history in the National Football League. Does the good news outweigh the bad news, or does the bad, way out, uh, the bad news outweigh the good news less? Yeah, I don't know, but I don't think he's going to be the lead back. I think that'll be Kenny Gainwell. Uh, I think he'll have a role and if he's reasonably healthy, he'll be effective in that role, but he's never had, you know, something like 120 carries so is his like a career high. Um, yeah, he's never on the field. He's going to be a, he's going to be a, an accent piece. He's not going to be the key to the offense or anything like that, even if he's healthy. Um, he has, but I saw him be very effective against the Eagles a couple of years ago. So, you know. Yeah, I, I remember that run. Yeah. That, that yeah. was a hell of a so, run. So, uh, you know, I'm glad to see it, but I think it'll be mostly game. Well, and let's not forget Boston Scott, who's back yet again on his, I believe, uh, unofficially 22nd consecutive uh, one-year contract. Uh, I predict there'll be a headline in the year 2041. Boston Scott becomes the Eagles' all-time leading rusher. Uh, yeah. I, I'm surprised the Eagles gave Boston $2 million less. I'm surprised yeah. the Giants didn't give him two and a half just to get him out of their hair. Yes. You know, that would right. be worth that to the Giants, you would think. Yeah. Wouldn't? But I'm always yeah. glad to see Boston because you never, you know, Boston's 
he'll do what he'll do his job and uh yeah he's i think boston's a great backup good kick returner yeah. kind of solved their kick return issues i have no problem yes. with that i from the running back position less i i think the lead back is working out for the draft in april i think they're going to still draft somebody in the middle rounds it's very deep running back draft supposedly yeah, try we'll to see replicate. if that person really becomes the lead back as a rookie. But, yeah, yeah. that's quite possible. And they've still got Trey Sermon hanging around, too. You know. Trey Sermon's in the mix as well. But I want to talk to you less about valuation because you know this organization. And they're generally very good at it. And, you know, people make a big deal. What a, what a bargain. And, by the way, Rashad Penny, it's a tremendous bar. They can cut them. If it doesn't work, it can cut them. You lose right. 600 grand. It's a, it's, it, it is a very low risk, high reward type situation. Right. So I have no problem with, with them rolling the dice, but you know, they lost two linebackers, another position. They don't value good players, not great players. Um, and I think people get caught up in this valuation and, and because I had a number of fans uh, say, Oh, look what the Cowboys spend on running backs, which is true. I don't right. think it's smart, but they've had good running backs uh, right. at the back end. Look what the bears spent on offset. They spent $92 million on offside linebackers. Now I think that's crazy, but at the end of the day, they got good players. Yeah. They got Tremaine Edmonds and, and TJ Edwards. And all of a sudden, yeah, they got good players. Did they overpay? Sure. All right. At what point? I think there's this polarization. Yeah. You have to be, you can't pay for this. You can't pay for that. Well, you got to pay for good players, right? You do. I, I would, they know what they need for their systems to work, I think, mostly. But you, I, I see the point you're making, and I would make it in a slightly different way. Uh, Jody mentioned Marcus Hayes, my friend and former colleague, and he had a, a column yesterday about, you know, just trust Howie. Uh, Howie's the best GM in the league. Everything will be fine. Well, I mean, we all have longer memories than just this past season. Yeah. The thing that as a fan would frustrate me a little bit is so how he built the Super Bowl team in 2017 and he did a wonderful job. And then he built the team that got there this year, this past year, and he did a wonderful job in between were a lot of really, there was a coach firing and some really frustrating years. And I see a lot of talk right now about the 2024 draft and the dozen or more picks the Eagles are going to have. And it almost seems like, you know, th this organization's focus is always on maintaining and building and, you know, down the road a lot. And that's great, but you almost get the idea that they're not really expecting to get back to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, you know, they won't ever say that, but, if I were a fan, I would be a little chuffed at that. You know, you're, Jalen Hurts is going to be 25 years old. You don't waste years of Jalen Hurts. You know, you, all these other guys, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, you know, they're not 
getting any younger either. You're looking at a last go-round, almost certainly this time, for Jason Kelsey and Brandon Graham. You know, I want to. I would like to see a little more urgency about this season than I think we're seeing. I, I think Howie acknowledged when he spoke a few weeks ago that they kind of put themselves in a tough position when they didn't re-sign anybody during the season. They decided right. to do that because everything was going so great and they didn't want to build up jealousies in the locker room. You know, you gave this guy a deal. I didn't get a deal, you know, which you could certainly see now with the way the Slay thing is is going. If they'd given Bradbury this deal in November, I wonder what Slay's I always say, Les, I always say, though, that was part of it. How he was telling part of the truth, uh, not wanting to upset the apple yeah. cart. But the other part was they had no leverage. Everybody right. was having career years. They'd like to get things yeah. done early at a yeah. team-friendly price. He had no leverage with these guys. Right. But see, that that always th that boggles my mind, John, because if you're negotiating with guys who aren't playing at a top level, well, then why are you looking to re-sign them? If they're not well, because you're, you're, you're evaluating that they're going to get better. Years. It, yeah. it, it, don't you want to sign the guys who are playing really well? Even though well, it's going to cost sure, you yes, more, but, they, but it's they're easier. your best players. Like you're projecting Jordan Mailata. You're project and he turned into Jordan Mailata. And you got now Jordan Mailata is a bargain. They got in ground floor with Josh Sweat. All of a sudden, he's a double digit right. sack guy. Look what that goes for in the NFL. They got mm -hmm. in ground floor because they evaluated correctly. Right. Avante Maddox is a slot corner. They evaluate. Yeah, you want to do these deals yeah. before these guys become Pro yeah. Bowl and all pro players. Yeah. At that point, you, like John says, you don't have a lot of re uh, leverage. But yeah, it, to me, it's a. Uh, you just wonder what the commitment is to 2023, and if they, you know, if they really believe that this is going to be as good a team as last year's team. And that was one of the things we talked about all through the Super Bowl run was, you might not have as much talent you know, in 20, in this season. And uh, it's certainly right now, that seems to be the case. You as get back to John's point, you know, they're happy to just sort of right now uh, have a bear covered at some positions. And that can change a lot. There'll be the draft. There'll be guys cut after the draft. There'll be, you know, last year we spent all spring talking about who was going to play corner opposite Slay yeah. and who was going to play I, I that other yeah. safety spot. And if I had another Kerry Vincent, Mac McCain take Oh, we love these guys, Les. We yeah. love them. We yeah. love them. Yeah. But no see, the, thing, the thing for me about Howie Roseman is people feel the need. And this is Philadelphia in general, Philadelphia sports. And it's almost the entire country in general, past even the world of sports, the need to get to the diametrically opposite ends. Either Howie Roseman is the greatest general manager yeah, yes. in the yeah. history of the National Football League, or Howie Roseman is a bum who needs to be fired. Yeah. And people get to those ends, and of course the answer is somewhere in the middle. Last year when Howie Roseman was the executive of the year in the National Football League, runaway winner, at least in my mind, I didn't see the actual voting cast, he re-signed Derek Barnett. What a stupid move that was. I'm sorry. It was stupid before they brought him back, and it still looks stupid with a year on the books. In the middle of having the best year, an NFL executive has had in my last five, ten years. He doesn't bat a thousand. Nobody bats a thousand. 
But when guys like Marcus Hayes make the statement, oh, just trust everything right. how he does. No, we're allowed to point out the ones that he misses, as long as we're giving him credit for the ones he gets right. And he got a hell of a lot right last year. Why, why do people feel the need to either defend a guy on every move he makes or just look past the ones that he gets wrong because you don't like the guy? And his name's Howie. That's not a general manager's name. Why is that the case in our society today, Les? Well, I think you just define talk radio for us, Jody. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know, I mean, that's talk the radio, Twitter. It's not just yeah. uh, at one point it was only talk radio. Now there's yeah. a whole bunch of venues and outlets where this comes into play less. Yeah, that's very true. And that was kind of what I was trying to say is that in some of these years, and I've said this before on your on your show, it, some years those moves aren't there. Some years James Bradbury doesn't drop in your lap right as training camps opened or the saints aren't trying to trade cj gardner johnson at the very moment that you need a safety you know there a few years ago the eagles went into a season with no linebackers worthy of anything more than practice squad and they looked like it on the field you know eric wilson baby linebacker one eric you have to these guys have to be available somebody has to want to trade you aj brown on draft you know i mean it isn't just how he's waving his magic wand over the league, you know, it's, and there are years when it doesn't happen and uh, it doesn't make him stupid in those years. I don't think, but there's, there's what you can do some years. There's what's available some years, you know, and we'll see how this all plays out. They will come up with solutions uh, in the long run, but we don't know that those solutions will, will get them anywhere near where they were last season. Yeah. Uh, to, to, to Jody's point, yeah, everything is so polarized. And it doesn't matter in sports. We're having fun. It matters more in the real world. But, you know, everybody wants a definitive yes or no, black or white, this or that. You know, everything is, you know, I, I got questions today. Happy New League year, by the way, gentlemen. And uh, are we going to get information on Slay? And I was like, maybe. Uh, Lane Johnson, are they going to restructure? Maybe. Everybody wants a yes or no. It's not a yes or no. If they need money, they'll restructure Lane's contract. They'll give him the, they'll turn the, um, his salary into a signing bonus, and and they'll do it that way. If 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 Slay and Drew Rosenhaus are 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 at loggerheads, you might see something today. You might not. I mean, that's that's the real world. But everybody wants the definitive right. yes exactly. or no. But I will say one thing for Drew, since I was kind of making fun of him earlier. Drew is a realist as an agent. And what they did when they said, hey, you know, feel free to go out there and find a team that wants to pay you what you think you're, yeah. you're going to get. They did that knowing, I think, that there's very little chance of anybody being willing to pay Slay at 32. Oh, cool. You know, yeah. what, what Slay thinks. And Drew will figure that out. Drew's not going to go down with the ship, you know. Um, one of the problems you have is like Lamar Jackson right now in, in Baltimore uh, doesn't have an agent. He's his own agent. And that's a scary thing in the NFL because agents, they have a bunch of clients. They've done a bunch of contracts over the years. They have concrete ideas of what something is worth and it's grounded in, you know, comparables, a guy that's his own agent thinks he's the best player in the world. And yeah, it's, uh, you know, I've seen what he, what Lamar Jackson has allegedly turned down and uh, 
<laughs> I, if I were the Ravens, I'd be pretty concerned. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it. I, I do think with Slay, I think, you know, Drew Rosenhaus will either find that deal somewhere, which is possible. I don't think it's probable. But I, he'll either find that deal or he'll come back to the Eagles and say, okay, X, you know, and, and they'll get something done. All right, let me give you another one, as John just described it, an all-or-nothing situation, because I get the feeling that the Eagles are, uh, fans are feeling these the, this way these days. The contract extension for Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I'll make a – I'll take a stand right now. It will not get done till one of these three other quarterbacks sets the table, sets the bar, sets the market. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to, oh, how he wants to go first. How he wants to get, a, how, well, as one of the two you just correctly stated, it was you last, takes two to tango. How right. he can want to do whatever he wants to do, but somebody's got to be at the other end of a negotiation going, all right, good, I'm in too. I don't think Jalen Hurts' representation will allow him to sign a contract and be first. That they're going to want to wait for either Burrow or Herbert or Lamar Jackson to go get that deal and then have that as ammunition to, to negotiate your deal. If I'm right about this, how long are we going to have to wait for a Jalen contract uh, extension? Well, that's a good question. And you, re- you raise a really good point. I, I think that's quite possible that they're waiting. The, the vibe I get is that the Eagles are willing to. Don't who's less freezing up on us. Les froze up on us. Uh, we'll see if we can get him back. To, to we got to find out where Les thing. lives. I, I think he's got... Haddon uh, Township. Les lives in Haddon Township. They got all By that way, money in Haddon Township and his, his thing's freezing up. Yeah. All right, we got him By back. the way, Les, we're talking about Les... I, I shouldn't say. I don't know if uh, Les <laughs> lives close to me in South Jersey. Nick Sirianni, Les, I don't know if he's frozen. Um, he seems frozen. Is he's he frozen for you? Got a good smile, though. Now, Nick was at a bar right near Les's house. Uh, uh, Les, I was just saying, Nick Nick Sirianni was, was, there was a little viral video of him taking shots at a bar very close yeah, to you. It is. I, I was wondering if you ever walked down there and had a couple beers with the head coach of the Eagles. I have not. I was going to text him and say, hey, next time you're going there, let me know. That yeah, place yeah. is maybe a mile from my house. It's not yeah. the closest to my house. But, yeah, I knew exactly where he was with that. He lives in Haddonfield. I'm yeah, in he lives in Haddonfield, yeah. I'm a, right, yeah, a few blocks off of Haddonfield. Uh, in fact, Nick's, I, I figured out Nick's house is on one of my running routes. I yeah. didn't even realize I, that. Yeah. I know, I know where Nick's house is because my parents used to live in Haddonfield. But, oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't like to let people know, but no, but yeah, you don't want people camping out in his yard or anything. No, exactly. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that was an interesting, uh, sidebar. I wondered if Les Bowen was one of those having a shot with Nick Sirianni. Unfortunately, I was not. I would have liked to have been. He didn't invite <laughs> Uh, also Jason Kelsey had a shot with, uh, uh, Howie Rosemary in Indianapolis. That was awkward, by the way, if you saw that video, Les. Um, you know, to me, Jason Kelsey can do what he wants. He can say, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm coming back. But there is some, you know, repercussions to it in the fact that another player who I thought would be gone by now 
is not an Isaac Sayamalo. Uh, <laughs> we all assume uh, Cam Jurgens is going to move uh, to right guard now as the, what are we at? The fifth heir apparent to Jason Kelsey yeah. uh, moving positions now. Um, it, 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 do you like the Eagles thought process there uh, of potentially moving Cam? Yeah, I do. I know I, last year um, I, I talked to some people about what Jurgens could do. You know, if he didn't start at center as a rookie, could they play him at guard? Uh, some people felt he's so light that with him and Lane on the right side, you have a very light right side. You know, Lane is a tall athletic guy, not a, not a beefy mauler kind of guy. Um, I don't know that that's a huge concern. I think he'll be pretty good there. Um, and I think you want to play him, frankly, because he's a second round pick, you know, in his second season. Um, I don't know what to make of Isaac's situation. I think he probably can get a pretty good, good job somewhere. He certainly played very, very well. He does have some injuries in his background. Yeah, maybe it's the foot. You never know with these health things, you know, because that was a very serious injury, um, yeah. uh, the Liz Frank injury. So, and maybe I think that... sometimes fans don't quite understand, you know, if a guy plays and is healthy, they're like, okay. You know, all that stuff's out the window. Well, it really isn't. They have, when you're looking to sign a guy and give him money over multiple years and make an investment in him, your doctors really scrutinize that. And they say, this will hold up for X number of years or, yeah. you know, he's, the, I, one really good example was Jay Ajayi in the draft. You know, he went way past where he should have gone to the Dolphins because, uh he had a knee and team doctors flat out told their teams three, four years. Yeah. That's going to be about it. You know? Yeah. And uh, that's the way they look at it. It's very cold blooded and cut and dried. And we don't know what Isaac's situation is. You know, maybe he can play. Yeah. And God, that, that brings us all the way back to Rashad Penny. There's a reason the yeah. Eagles got Rashad Penny for uh, a million six. I mean, the guy's been a, a train wreck from an injury standpoint, unfortunately, right. for his career. There's there's a reason a talented player is only getting that much money. Yeah, and that's teams really hate to pay for guys that aren't playing, you know. And that's when you get into the all the, you know, pressure to play injured and all that stuff, you know. Uh it's it's one of the things that they really try to avoid if they can. All right, Ness, let's need your take. At the linebacker position, John and I were talking about it before you came mm -hmm. aboard. Um, getting a lot of feedback that T.J. Edwards and Kaiser White are just average linebackers. Losing them is not that big a deal because they're average players. We've also seen below average players attempt to play linebacker for we the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. So it's easier said than done to just, even if which I, I think both were above average this year. But if I uh, consent to the fact that they were just average players, how do we know the Eagles are going to get average players? Not better than average players, just average players to replace the guys that they've lost at linebacker. Yeah, that's a, that's kind of what I was talking about, about Howie and his magic wand. Uh, you know, it's it's got to be there and they've got to find it, you know. And uh, T.J. Edwards was a great story 
they got him as an undrafted rookie and they developed him, but he wasn't that good as a rookie. He was a special teams guy as a rookie. You know, it took years for him to become. I think he's an above average player. Yes. I don't think yeah. he, I think he has limitations. I don't think he's a sideline to sideline, you know, all pro kind of linebacker, but he became a, a good linebacker, but it took years. It really took years and good coaching and him being really committed to it. And, you know, it is hard to find those guys. And Kazir White was a one-year rental. He came in, started out great, and I thought he really lost steam second half of the season. Um, it would have been great. He, he was kind of a local guy. Uh, he wanted to stay here, I think. But, uh, you know, the money just wasn't going to – they weren't going to spend for that. Um are they going to find guys that good going forward? That's a real good question. That has not been their best position in terms of evaluations. Yeah. It's a they long like list. They don't draft capital yeah. there, you know, and uh, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. I, I wonder, you know, I don't know Sean Desai at all, the new defensive coordinator. You would think he would have some, some say in this, it, it, what, what he values, you know, going forward. Um, if he really puts a higher premium on good linebacking, then maybe they'll do something. Uh, there's still a lot that can happen. You know, last year at this time in free agency, as I kind of said, we were pulling our hair out over. They didn't get a, a wide receiver. You know, it, yeah. the wide receivers all went. They either re-signed with their current teams or they were traded and the Eagles weren't involved or they signed somewhere and the Eagles didn't get them. And, you know, and then draft night, A.J. Brown, you know, so we don't know what the situation is going to be at linebacker, but it is very possible, Jody, to get back to your question, that they don't have a good solution in here. Yeah. Uh, at Les Bowen, we kept you uh, uh, long. I apologize for that, but I'll, I'll okay. leave you follow Les on Twitter. I, I want to talk about that coaching staff. I'll leave it there. I mean, you know, one of the the best things about the 2022 Eagles was the continuity on the coaching staff. I think that really helped them. Now, all of a sudden, Nick Sirianni, and you've been around last, you saw, you know, nobody had a better staff than Andy's first staff. But as the attrition, the years went on, mm -hmm. became more difficult to replace yes. these guys. We saw it with Doug Peterson. Now we're seeing it with Nick Sirianni, uh, losing both coordinators I think the assumption is the offense is fine, but I, I thought Shane Steichen was a pretty good play caller. And and the Denard Wilson sort of machinations, that could have rubbed some people the wrong way. How how concerned are you that these coaching changes could have an impact on the Eagles? We'll just have to see, John. I, I understand all of that, and I think there's a valid concerns, but that's what happens when you win. And, yeah. you know – I think part of Doug Peterson's downfall was that stuff like that happened and they didn't really adjust well. You know, that some of the people that Doug was very big on continuity, but you can't always just promote from within. Uh, sometimes the guy you have waiting isn't really as good as the guy that left, you know, and you kind of have to recognize that when it's true. I think that's one thing that happened with Andy, you know, eventually they were promoting guys who had been like, uh, you know, very low level assistants into jobs. And also with Andy, another thing that happened was when Andy came to the Eagles, I think he had been an assistant for a while in the NFL and he really knew 
all the other good position coaches and assistants around the league. And, but as he went into like his second decade as a head coach, I think he had totally lost those connections. And I think, you know, it got really hard for him to, to find people, which is how he ended up with Juan Castillo as his defensive coordinator, you know, and with Nick, you know, it's, he's still pretty fresh. I mean, he's still a pretty young guy who spent, you know, pretty recent seasons as an assistant. I think he still knows people. And I think Howie has gotten really good at, uh, you know, looking at people around the league and finding, you know, good replacements for people. But yeah, the Denard Wilson thing uh, real quickly is a concern because the D-backs swore by that guy. They loved him. They did. And I was a little surprised that they didn't want to work something out with him, uh, you know, to, to stay on. After he was over, you know, after they didn't promote him to D coordinator, they could have at least thrown him some kind of a bone, given him an expanded title or something as the D backs coach, and you know, uh, papered that over for a year or so anyway. Uh, they chose not to do that, and it will be interesting to see the repercussions. It will be interesting to see who they get to replace them. They haven't done that, yet. yeah, yeah. All right, a couple things before we let you go, Les. When you said D backs, you said D backs right there. For some reason, my mind went to, what does an Arizona baseball team have to do with the Philadelphia Eagles? <laughs> I, I get what you meant. Uh, and the Andy Reid coaching thing. I'll never forget the interview. Glenn McNair, I got to do with Jeff Laurie. After the Eagles hired Andy Reid, we asked him, what, this guy was only a, 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 not even a coordinator. Mm-hmm. What did he say to you in the interview that made you think that this guy's good? And he told the story of Andy coming in with the binders on yep. 20 specific guys that he would hire for his staff if they gave him the job. And they thought that was just off the charts, above preparation, uh, mm-hmm. uber impressive from Andy Reid. Uh, so he did live up to that reputation. Last thing, and I'm going to let you be Howie Roseman, Les Bowen, the Philadelphia Eagles backup quarterback in Ooh. 2023 will be who, and how much is that guy going to get paid? Well, right now, I would say Jacoby Brissett. And what does he make now? I don't have any idea. Well, yeah, I, you I think to... more important is what are other backup quarterbacks getting paid right. in free agency this year? And the number is like... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in the $8 million per range. Yeah. Jared Stidham got $10 million bucks yesterday. Jared yeah. Stidham got $10 million <laughs> to be a backup quarterback. Jacoby Brissett's better than that. So uh, are they going to yeah. pay 10 or 11 or $12 million for the backup QB? I think there's a good chance that they are. I don't think they have a lot of alternatives. They don't want to spend a high draft pick on a quarterback. They don't want to try to do what Howie did in 2020, you know, to replace uh, – to to give a cheap backup to Carson Wentz. Uh, they have too many other needs to, to go do something like that. So if they draft a quarterback, it'll be very late in the draft or, you know, undrafted free agent, that type of thing. And you can't depend on that for a backup. You need somebody. And Jalen Hurts, 
you know, for all that rhetoric about how he knows how to avoid the big hits and so forth, we, we saw him get hurt, you know, and uh, they need somebody that can win games when he's, if he's not uh, able to play, you hope it won't be more than one or two games, but you know, they, they need that guy. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I think they will uh, find somebody out there and they'll pay for it. Less a pleasure. If we could, we'd pay you, but they just barely pay us. So uh, that's okay. You, 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 I, I'll bite. get you a shot at, uh, at that bar. Bless. Indeed. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah make I up see you, you, uh, you two guys hanging out with Nick there. Just don't, don't go near the tennis court. Cause that's when he gets his dander up. And yeah, I don't want to mess with yeah. that guy. Yeah, don't want to mess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Less always a pleasure, bud. Appreciate you jumping in with us today. We'll get you back up in a couple of weeks. Thank you, guys. Thank Les you, Bowen, Les. Long-time Eagle Beat reporter uh, sharing his opinions and insights. That's what we're all about here on Birds 365 is opinions and insights. We'll get those of Johnny Clark in less than 20 minutes from now. Come back. I want to get uh, John. He's kind of already tipped his hand as to uh, who he thinks should be the Eagle backup quarterback. It's not going to come as cheaply as one thinks. That's that's a position that's doing okay. They value that position, though. Not they like do, and running back, and the league does because yeah. a couple of guys got some pretty damn uh, impressive deals, at least for my money, uh, so far here in this uh, offseason of free agency. McDonald and McMullen coming back right here on Birds 365. Stay with us. Go to get your game on, go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. 
Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Guys, here on Birds 365. Appreciate Les always jumping in. Always good when we get a chance to talk with Les. Although he his computer freezes up on him on more so than any other guest we get on. Whatever the reason, I'm blaming the city of Haddonfield. I don't know if that's the case. Their Wi-Fi. Well, Haddon Township. Now let's not blame Haddonfield. You know those rich. Aren't, aren't those one and the same? Haddon Township. No, Anything no. called Haddon, isn't it? Just one big. No, Haddon. you got Haddon Township, Haddon Heights, Haddonfield. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. fields where all the Nick Sirianni's of the world live. You know that's very uh, pricey. Okay. Uh, so then, if I'm uh, in some way, shape, or form uh, short-sighting one of the Haddon towns, I guess I need to apologize. No, screw you. It's all one and the same. Haddon is Haddon is Haddon is Haddon. Uh, all right, Johnny Mac. I ran this by Les. So I'll run it by you. I know which way you're leaning already because we've talked about this and. There has been changes, not necessarily in what the Eagles want to do, but the market is the market. And I do think that you have to factor in the market when you're projecting a potential move for the Eagles. Backup quarterbacks. Uh, talk about a deal that I just didn't see coming. Jarrett Stidham getting $10 million yesterday. So did uh, Andy Dalton, which at least I could understand. Andy Dalton came in, let's not, let us not forget, beat the Eagles. Uh, the Eagles only if, uh, took four losses last year, one of which was to Andy Dalton in their own house. Uh, so Andy Dalton is what he is. He's a less. Than a, he's also player. got a ton of starting experience. And, exactly. You know, he took the Bengals to the playoffs when they hadn't been there in like two decades for what, how many, however many straight years. Now they never won a game in the playoffs, which is why Marvin Lewis got fired. But um at the time, that was pretty good for that organization. Now they're good because they have Joe Burrow. But, yeah, he's a solid backup quarterback, Andy Dalton. And he got $10 million per uh, my guy, Mike White, who when he played for the Jets, he would play well. But he's another guy who can't stay on the field, seems to get hurt when given his few opportunities to actually start. He got, seven, he got a two-year deal from the Dolphins to be their backup. Backup quarterback, there's a, a trickle-down effect from the starting quarterbacks to the backup quarterback. Uh, the Eagles had to tap into Gardner Minshew for two games last year. They didn't go well. Talk about those losses. One of those was to Andy Dalton with Gardner Minshew at the helm. Uh, but at least they had Gardner on the last year of his rookie deal, which means they had him for a million bucks. Uh, they don't have a player like that now. They don't have a guy. And I agree with Les, and uh, I'll ask you if you do too. The Eagles aren't going to have their backup quarterback be a 2023 draft pick, are they? Where are the Eagles going for the backup QB? 
Uh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, remember how they got Gardner Minshew. Don't forget the trade market. You know, they might evaluate somebody, a younger quarterback on his rookie deal and say, hey, we think this guy, we like this guy in the draft. Maybe they're out. You know, maybe it's Ian Book. You know, maybe they like Ian Book. I always say Nick Sirianni loves Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese recommended Ian Book. Um who knows? Maybe they give him an opportunity. Uh, that he does love Jacoby Brissett, but I'm with you, Nick. I meant Nick loves Jacoby Brissett, and I think if he had, you know, if there was no budget in play, I think he would be the backup quarterback. Um, but I think he might get priced out. Um, everybody loves Marcus Mariota. Do the deal, Jody. Maybe they can finally do the deal. I, I wouldn't go near Marcus Mariota, but that's me. Yeah, no, um, see, I like Mariota. I, if yeah, he lands I here, like I don't like him a little bit. But both, both on the same contract, because one could get paid more than the other. But if they're both, let's say Mike White, seven million dollars, you'd rather have Brissett than well, Nick uh, Sirianni would rather have Brissett. Right. I'm not Brissette. asking about Nick Sirianni. Yeah. We, we get that. He's he's acknowledged that. I'd rather have J- Jacoby Brissett because the head coach would want Jacoby Brissett. That's mainly why I would want Jacoby Brissett. But uh, as far as hold I on, think. Hold on, hold, on, hold on. If you're an Eagle scout, would you scout to please the coach? Or would yes. you just scout to. I, 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 if you're a scout, you better damn well know what your coach wants. Uh, and then you find players your coach wants. And if he is that, you know, hell bent on, on a backup. And by the way, Jacoby's a damn good backup quarterback. He's got starting experience. Again, we're talking about backup quarterback, not starting quarterback. I think people get too hung up and you got to play like Jalen Hurts. You got to play like Jalen Hurts. You got to put, we got to be able to run the RP. You ain't running the RPO in the zone read like you do with Jalen Hurts. You ain't doing it. It ain't going to be as successful. You can run it. You can do it. You can do the same things. Marcus Mariota isn't going to be saying, oh, he plays like Jalen Hurts. No, he doesn't. He, you know, he's an RPO quarterback. Uh, he can run his own read. Who gives a flying? Yeah, but, but, but John, come on. Wait, aren't you the one who told me that the Eagles weren't going to get Chuck Clark because he just doesn't do the type of things that they want to do in their defense? Well, then why would you take on a quarterback and say, well, he can't do it as well as the starter, so we won't worry about how he actually performs within our system? Do they or don't they select players as per how they fit their system? Um, in, in the case of what you're talking about with Chuck Clark, it's, it's, you know, they like coverage players at safety. I mean, they, they flashed that with Marcus. Don't, don't they like RPO quarterbacks? No, not really. And in fact, if, if, if you go back to how Nick Sirianni started this whole thing, it was 11 personnel and he said it numerous times. Sometimes you don't know what you have until you have it. In in other words, he came to the conclusion, hey, this guy can do some stuff that's pretty special. Uh, So they they shifted their offense around what Jalen Hurts does well. He's more comfortable with Phillip Rivers. He's more comfortable with Jacoby Brissett, he's more, that's, you know, that's his type of offense. 
he had to sort of reimagine things. So, no, I don't think it's the same thing. You know, the Eagles want to run the Big Fangio scheme, which we, you know, I, I don't like it either. But that's what they want to run. Um, and and to run that properly, to run that successfully, which they did last year, uh, for people that don't know, uh, you need coverage safeties. You don't need box safeties. Now, if you ask me personally, and I always use Malcolm Jenkins, like Malcolm Jenkins wouldn't be a fit for what they did last year defensively. But I'd rather have Malcolm Jenkins in his prime than C.J. Gardner-Johnson or Mark. Yeah, you're damn right. But, you know, they want to run a different philosophy, a different scheme. And there's certain things that you have to do to be able to fit in that scheme. I saw it last year with Harrison Smith. I bring it up. He was older and probably going to get cut today. So, and hashtag no season. No, he's not coming here. Uh, he's a he's one of the best box safeties I've ever seen. He run, goes all over the place. Um, he can do so many different things. And then they, they, he's like a fish out of water in this stupid scheme. Um, there's 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 levels to it but no i'm not getting a backup quarterback to pretend he's jalen hurts leave that for the scout team i want to get the best backup quarterback yeah no i i think that's a strength that sirianni has as you just mentioned he he didn't come in with an offensive philosophy that was rpo heavy but he saw the talent he had he knew jalen was quarterback and he said to himself maybe I and we have to adjust to get the most out of the guy that we're kind of committed to, to take us forward. That's good coaching. That that's a guy who's willing to take what his core beliefs are and tweak them and move and not just overturn them, but figure out a way to make it work. And I would hope they would do the same on the defense side of the ball. And you get a guy like Chuck Clark, you go, all right, maybe we need to tweak our fan. Mm belief on everything we do you have more confidence in them than i do defensively i mean they like that scheme uh, uh they like that well, what's the difference between offense and defense if you're willing to make adjustments on offense why would you not be willing to make adjustments on defense well they made adjustments on offense because you know they had the the who what turned out to be the 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 near MVP of the league, second in MVP voting. There's a big difference between Jalen Hurts and uh, uh, Chuck Clark. Nothing against Chuck Clark. Chuck Clark's a, a good, uh, above-average NFL safety. You're not changing your philosophy for Chuck Clark. You change your philosophy. If you have Khalil Mack in his prime when he was Defensive Player of the Year. If you have T.J. Watt in his prime, uh, Defensive Player, he is in his prime, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, maybe then, you know, the Eagles shifted some things around for Hassan Reddick, uh, who had a great season. Players like that. You don't shift around for players like, like Chuck Clark. You shift around for players like Jalen Hurts and what Jalen Hurts turned out to be. And by the way, I didn't know that. And, and the Eagles didn't know that, and nobody knowed it, at least nobody who's honest. So I think there's a big difference between those two examples. That's and Marcus fair. Mariota is lesser than Chuck Clark. Like, I don't care. I don't care about Marcus Mariota. Um, I, you know, to be fair, backup quarterback's backup quarterback. 
But the head coach is comfortable with Jacoby Brissett. He loves Jacoby Brissett. Uh, he's got experience with Jacoby Brissett. If, if money were no object, and it is, I would try to get Jacoby Brissett. We'll see. We'll see where the money goes. I'm just noting the fact that the money is better than I thought it was going to be. Backup quarterbacks are getting paid these days. He's John McMahon. I'm Jody McDonald. Up next, we got a, a good buddy we haven't had on in months. He's kind of busy. Covers everything, everywhere. You name it, he's Gotta there. Got to get to the airport, too, all the time. Of course. Johnny he's, he's Johnny uh, Air, Airport. Uh, and Johnny Happy. And Johnny Sunshine. And he's John Clark. And he's joining us next here on Birds 365. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing, the second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. Mac guys here on Birds 365, and we are lucky enough to get a couple good minutes to spend with 
the most intrepid reporter in Philadelphia. You see him everywhere. On intrepid. TV. I like intrepid. It. He is yeah. stone cold intrepid. He's John Clark from NBC jumping in with us here on Birds 365. Johnny, uh, how's the injury? We tried to get you on last week. So Jody, love to come on. I'm doing rehab. What are you rehabbing on? I got a little uh, elbow tear from tennis. Tennis elbow. I mean, there we go. I'm getting old. so you That know, wasn't gotta... from Nick whoa, Sirianni whoa, 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 beating whoa, 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 me whoa, up whoa, on, on the tennis court, was He's it? Yeah. complaining about being old on yeah. with us two guys? Stop yeah. it, Clark. You're not going to get away with that with us. I need a little yeah. load management with my tennis team. <laughs> four days a week. Tennis elbow. Yeah, John Clark, <laughs> you're going to have to retire. Unlike Jason Kelsey. You got to right. manage that. And, That's and you right. keep going. You, you, load management is very big. <laughs> Happy new league year to you, John Clark. Uh, Eagles making some moves yesterday. The most notable one being James Bradbury, getting him back. Most of us didn't see that coming. Did you see it coming, John? I'll be honest, no. Um, but, you know, James Bradbury said he had better offers from yeah. several other teams. So what this tells me is the Eagles are fielding competitive offers to C.J. Gardner-Johnson and James Bradbury, but another team comes in and goes above the amount that the Eagles really will pay. It takes a player also saying, I'm going to turn down bigger offers from other teams. So you can give credit to the Eagles organization, the run they had, the defense, and the culture – because James Bradbury, if he just took the money, he would be somewhere else and not staying with the Eagles. All right, so let's play this to its next step. Uh, assuming that the Eagles were close, that, that if there were offers out there better than Bradbury, and I believe him because he's an honest guy, how much bigger? Yeah, we'll probably never know. But there were offers bigger, and he took at least slightly less to come back here and play in Philadelphia. If there's someone out there that's giving a better offer than, than the Eagles – to C.J. Gardner-Johnson, but the Eagle offer is close. Will he do the same thing as Bradbury and come back here to Philadelphia just because he likes the team, his teammates, the coaching staff, whatever else? That's a great question. We're going to find out. Who knows? You don't, you don't know what is in each individual person when it comes down to that moment. Uh, Bradbury, you could tell he really liked being in Philly, and last year <clears> he chose the Eagles late after he got released by the Giants, and he said, you know what? This is a place that I want to be. I think they can win. And, and Bradbury, obviously, he wants to win. Loves Jalen Hurts, loves the situation, says he likes going against A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurts every day in practice and Devontae Smith. So we're going to find out if C.J. Gardner-Johnson is that kind of guy. But you saw that the safety market, once Jesse Bates signed, the other guys aren't getting – near that level eight nine million a year so we'll see maybe he gets 10 million a year 12 million a year 11 million a year um somewhere in there but we're gonna find out and i think there's a good possibility that that happens as well and i think if you can get bradbury and cj gj to come back i think that's a win for the eagles based on the cap space that they had going into this yeah, and I think that – what do you think of the timing, the fact that uh, T.J. Edwards was off the market in 16 minutes, Sean? We all knew Javon Hargrave uh, was going to get a big deal. He got $21 million. He was off the market quickly. We, a lot of us thought C.J. would be off the market very quickly. But as it goes on, 
and lingers starting to think, well, the Eagles are probably getting them back. Uh, do you think the timing of that is a positive for the Eagles? Yeah, I agree with you. I think the, uh, as, as, as long as it goes on, I do think that, okay, they haven't received that huge offer that blows them away to sign with somebody. So, yeah, I do think this plays into the Eagles' favor. And when you go back to T.J. Edwards, you know, you look at the contract and you say, well, man, I mean, that was something that the Eagles could have done. And yeah. maybe he could have gotten a bigger, better offer. But that leads me to believe that T.J. Edwards, to a degree, wanted to go back home to Chicago or wanted to go back to where he grew up rooting for the Bears and was wearing the Bears jerseys and was just in awe of the Bears players. So I think maybe that tugged at his heartstrings. But, yeah, I agree. I think the longer this goes on, I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson could be back. Who knows what's going on, but I don't think they've received that offer that they were looking for. All right, that would be very interesting to see because you're not the first to espouse that theory. And I don't know whether to put any weight on that whatsoever. Oh, he had to go home. That's why T.J. Edwards is here. He wanted to go home. I got no idea if he grew up a Bears fan. And I, I knew where he, he grew up, but he doesn't did. mean he was a Bears fan. Oh, he yeah. Was. Bears he fan. was. Oh. He was a big Bears fan. He idolized he those yeah. those linebackers especially and, and the legendary Bears players. Yeah. So that, that could be the case. Yeah. All right, we'll see if he – because if, if that's the case, he will certainly say it because there's no better way to start a uh, new spot in a new town than sucking up to the fan base in the town. And TJ Smart, he will suck up to the yeah, fan he'll base. Go, he'll go yeah. with uh, that one. All right, speaking of TJ Edwards, this just popped into my mind. I haven't even contemplated it, so I need an answer from both you two guys. Who's getting the green dot next year? Well, uh, great question. That's John Bradley question, was on Twitter this morning talking about it. Uh, I don't know about that. That's going to happen. My assumption, my early, very, very early assumption, and Sean Desai hasn't even, you know, gotten these players uh, together, would be N'Kobe Dean. I mean, he's, you know, he did it at college. That's why he's here. Middle linebacker. That would be my early guess, John Clark. What do you think of that? Yeah, and I tell you, N'Kobe Dean is one of the more impressive young kids coming out of college that you'll meet. I mean, the engineering background that he yeah. had in school and his mother pushing him to do all the community work. And, and he was as addicted to the classroom work as he was to football because of his mother and his family background. So he's incredibly smart, incredibly intelligent. That would be a big step, though to have yeah. him call the defense. But I, I do think that that is a good name and a good possibility. Right. John likes to use the phrase that he learned from Jim Schwartz, startup costs. And I think you have to at least factor in some startup costs, even though he has been here. He's not a rookie, but he hadn't played all that much. And, oh, by the way, we're going to put you in charge and make it a leader of the defense. That's <laughs> the pile of a lot of startup costs on one plate. That is a lot. Um, but, you know, like with with – what we're losing here with Javon Hargrave, you see, uh, you want to see the young guys, Jordan Davis and N'Kobe Dean, step up. And, and really, you know, I think through the years, John being around the Eagles as much as you are, I remember Andy Reid and some other guys saying that defensive tackle is a hard position to, to jump right into. And you can see a huge jump from year one to year two with defensive tackles. Um, so hopefully that happens with Jordan Davis. 
Yeah, I mean, that defense as a whole, John, it, I, I realize people are disappointed because of the final 30 minutes of the Super Bowl. But if you take a step back, you know, number two ranked defense in the NFL, um, and all of a sudden you're talking right up the middle, Javon Hargrave, TJ Edwards, Kaiser White, Marcus Epps, who, you know, played almost 100% of the snaps. He he was out there 99% of the time. All these guys are gone. We're talking about the green dot. Some have shifted towards safeties. Marcus Epps would have been a candidate if they were able to get him back. Um, but he's gone. How do you replace all these guys with the new defensive coordinator and with these expectations where number two – and 70 sacks wasn't good enough. I feel sorry for Sean Desai. Am I, am I jumping the gun? Hey, look, it's good. I mean, this defense is going to be remade. And the only way you get better is by drafting really good young players. And we're going to have to see it with Jordan Davis. We're going to have to see it with N'Kobe Dean, a first and a third round draft pick. And then that number 10 selection, the late round uh, pick in the first round. Um you're going to have to see them draft good young players. And, and will they have as much of a rotation next year? Because you're a little thinner on that defensive line. And you're counting on Brandon Graham again. And who knows? Fletcher Cox could be back on another one-year deal, but who knows? So you are going to be thinner. You need to see Milton Williams take that next step. And do you think he can? I think he can. But can he at the level of taking so many more reps? That's the question to me, because last year they had the absolute perfect system for the defensive line where you were rolling almost two defensive lines. Yeah. And you could come in in the fourth quarter. Brandon Graham's coming in as the closer in a lot of games, so fresh against the offensive line. They're going to miss a lot of that depth next year. All right, Johnny Clark, uh, multiple choice crystal ball question for you for the Eagles next year. The individual who will have the most carries for the Philadelphia Eagles in 2023 will be Kenny Gainwell, Rashad Penny, Austin Scott, a to-be-determined running back drafted by the Eagles, high as the first round, maybe a seventh rounder, and they find the next Isaiah Pacheco, or uh, E, none of the above. Who's going to be the leader in carries for the Philadelphia Eagles next year? Great question. Kenny Gainwell. Um, I, I heard Howie Roseman, Nick Sirianni, they love Kenny Gainwell. And you saw a shift in the playoffs, especially. He was getting more carries. Um, and, boy, I'll tell you, uh, it's, it's a shame that the NFL works this way, especially with running backs, because Miles Sanders ran hard last year. And he had a great year, fifth most yards in the NFL. But – you always saw that statistic that Miles Sanders, I believe, was one or two in the NFL yards before contact. That means the offensive line is yeah. the best or the second best in the NFL at creating holes and creating space for their running back. So I think Kenny Gainwell is a guy they really, really love. Rashad Penny, I think this is a good signing. I haven't seen money on it yet, but – they have probably taken a chance, and he's taken a chance that he can kind of resurrect his career as far as how much he was injured. But 
I think if you bring him in in spurts, you keep him healthy. He had a torn knee. He had a broken leg. So you want to keep him as healthy as possible. Load management with Rashad Penny. And I think John Clark with with the bad elbow can get 750 behind this offensive line. So I think anybody's got – and Jalen Hurts is a part of that as well, John, because he, he puts such stress on the opposing defense. It makes it easier for the running backs. Um, the Eagles got Rashad Penny for one year, $1.6 can go up for $2.1 So basically very low risk, high reward. But, you know, the guys missed 38 games in four years. And people would complain when Miles Sanders would miss two in a season. You know, Miles has got to get on the field. Um, I don't know if they can count on Rashad Penny. Can they count on Kenny Gainwell to be that lead back? Because he's 5'8". There's some size issues. I think he's a great third down back. He's a great change of pace guy. I, I don't think they utilize him as much as they should as a receiver. But do you really think he can hold up getting 15, 20 carries a game that Miles was getting last year? Well, we saw Kenny Gainwell get, what, 12, 13, 14 a game in, in the playoffs. Um, look, I don't think so, but we have seen and we have heard Nick Sirianni say that Miles Sanders was the lead back, yeah. but he does like running back by rotation. And I think we might see that to the nth degree this coming year. Um, I think you're going to see them all get mixed in. And like you said, draft a running back. Um, you know, I had heard the name going into this Kareem Hunt. Don't know what the situation is. I know they they really love his ability um, running the ball, catching the ball in the backfield. Um, Kareem Hunt is still out there. But I, I would think that if they draft a running back, you're going to really see a running back by rotation and keep those guys real fresh. Okay, remember the, uh, remember the, the, the trio back yeah, in the day? Oh, yeah. Deuce Staley, oh, yeah. Karel Buckhalter. Um, yeah. And who was the third? Uh, it was Deuce. Uh, it, it was Deuce Carell Buckhalter. Shoot, why? Why are we forgetting? Oh man! No, it I was forget. mainly Deuce and and, and Carell. That was more no, of a duo. And, no, the, John, right? The, there was a three-headed yes. monster. Was it the beginning of Westbrook? Might have been. That yeah, might have, might have been might right have been. when Bright took off. You're right. Yeah, so I was I thinking of uh, the Corey Clement rookie season when it was uh, Jay Hajahi. Uh, uh, Legarrette Blunt and Corey Clement uh, yeah. at the big Super Bowl, even though that was not a catch. I hate to break it to everyone. <laughs> yeah, we, we can agree on that one. I, John, I know that uh, you've been covering the guy and talking to the guy forever. Um, Jason Kelsey comes back. We, I shouldn't say we knew, but John and I both were leaning toward him coming back rather than calling it a career, and that's exactly what happened. He's getting paid the way he's supposed to. He's the best center in football, so why shouldn't he make top-of-the-market money? And he is at $14 million. How much of an effect does he have on his team? We, we talk about this all the time, and I never played offensive line. I wasn't big enough. You're not physically big enough. McMullen's not tall enough. None of us were going to play on the offensive line, so I can't give any personal uh, input to this. But just being around the guy, how important was it that Jason Kelsey came back for another year? I think it's it's so huge because 
on, on both sides of the ball, you need leaders. And you saw Jason Kelsey just with his toughness. I mean, John was probably there at MetLife uh, two seasons ago. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And I, thought taking, the, I thought his season was over, John. Yeah, taken out of the game. But all you see him do on the sideline, he is roaming around. He is basically getting ready to force himself to go back in, no matter what was hurting. You see that big apparatus he's got on his elbow. You see him playing hurt all the time. He brings a toughness to this team. And a guy looks around and says, well, Jason Kelsey's out there. He's banged up. He's hurting. He's sore. I got to be out there for my the team. So he sets the tone for toughness for the team, but also intelligence. I mean, he knows how to play center and offensive line, and he's so intelligent. And it's interesting because I, I did a uh, I did a podcast with him in October, and I just put the clip on Twitter again, and I asked him if he thought he was a Hall of Famer because his brother certainly is going to be. And Jason didn't seem to think so because he said that Jeff Stoutland and playing next to great guards has really enabled him to be the great player that he is. And he says, I'm a, I'm a really good player. I have a really good skill set, but I have a lot of weaknesses. And he said Stoutland draws up the offensive line basically to hide those weaknesses and exploit his tremendous strengths. And I thought that was fascinating because he's a very humble guy when he's saying that. And we think that he definitely has a chance to be a Hall of Famer. But you see the job that Jeff Stoutland does as offensive line coach. And if Kelsey does have some size limitations against some bigger defensive tackles, boy, do they scheme it up well. So Jason Kelsey is the perfect fit with this line. And you know they love to get guys in space, screen game, whatever. Oh, yeah. So so he has been so much fun to watch in space. And I think he is so vital for the leadership aspect, the toughness that he brings. And, you know, some people say, and Howie Roseman admits that he can at times get too attached to guys. But Jason Kelsey to be playing at this level at his age, it's remarkable, especially through the things he's battled with. Yeah, and you mentioned the humble nature of John. I mean, you're right. He, you know, I was talking to him at the end of this season, and he said, you know, all pro again, his fifth all pro. And he said, to us on the outside, it looks like he's never played better. And he said, no, I, I, I've slipped. Uh, I'm not the same player I was because he's, you know, year to year with the retirement. But, I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Travis is going to have company. Don't worry about that. Uh, uh, he's going to come back. I want to talk about the defensive side, the equivalent, and that's Brandon Graham because Brandon came back on a team-friendly deal. And you've been here for this entire run. What, what an interesting run. He was described early in his career as a bust. You know that, John. You know, everybody was talking about Earl Thomas and Jason Pierre-Paul getting drafted right after him. The Eagles are stupid. The Eagles are stupid. At the end of this season, no Eagles player in the history of this franchise would have played more games than Brandon Graham. He thought he was going to get cut when Chip Kelly was here. You know that for Travis Long. Remember Travis Long, people? Chip was going to cut him for Travis Long, who then tore his ACL. And here are here we are years later with Brandon Graham. What does he mean to this organization, this locker room? Howard Eskin, your buddy, always says he's never had a bad day. 
I've never seen Brandon Graham have a bad day. I, the energy is infectious. Yeah, and you said he's going to wind up most games played ever. Jason Kelsey is going to be like two behind him yeah, as well. Yeah. So how rare is that you're going to have Brandon yeah. Graham and Jason Kelsey for 13, 14 years? And, and look, we can talk about what he does as a football player and how he studies and breaks down an offensive tackle, how to hit a guy with a new move. And every year against Lane Johnson, because Lane Johnson has seen all of BG's moves, how can he try to beat Lane Johnson in practice? That's, that's kind of what goes on here. Um, and Brandon Graham, I think we can talk about that football side, but you also need a guy like Brandon Graham who, when the game is starting, he starts chirping at the other team and he loosens up Javon Hargrave. He loosens up Fletcher Cox. Those guys have a chuckle about how badly BG is going after the opponent as far as trash talking. And John, in the locker room, I think you've seen this scene many, many times where Brandon is so friendly with the media, where the media just comes in and we all get around Brandon Graham and talk to him. And then you had Javon Hargrave kind of sitting there in the locker right next to him, didn't get as much attention, maybe because he doesn't have that personality like BG. Um, but Javon Hargrave, quieter guy, was an incredible guy for the Eagles team. Yeah. But Brandon Graham, Brandon Graham has a way of loosening up the room and keeping the room fun and bringing that personality. You need somebody who's chirping like Darius Slay does as well. Somebody who's, hey, we're going to have a great day today at practice. And BG has always been that way, like you said, every single day. And he's got one of the greatest plays, if not – well, second greatest play in Eagles history, the, yeah. the sack of Tom Brady. The um, most important play in modern yes. franchise history, unless you want to go back to Chuck, Chuck Bednarik, but certainly yeah. the most important play. In well, and, and, you know, the, the, the greatest play has got to be Philly special, though, because yeah. of the, the uh, Quijones that it took in that moment. But um, And Zach Ertz making two huge fourth down catches, uh, well, game-winning touchdown and fourth down catch fourth to keep one, the drive yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, BG, Jason Kelsey, this is so rare that you, you're never going to see something like this again. In fact, I think Ruben Frank had a stat that the last guy to play his entire career with the Eagles and go to a Pro Bowl was Mike Quick. So it doesn't happen. Uh, that is, uh, and we love Mike, uh, but now you're talking about a good couple of years since something has happened if you're going back to the Mike Quick days. All right, John, my last question has to do with the coach, Nick Sirianni. He's got two big hurdles to get over this upcoming season. One is he's going to have to deal with a pretty new coaching staff. They made some changes <clears throat> dictated by not Sirianni, guys having success and wanting to go elsewhere and step up, become head coaches, a decision to move on from Denard Wilson. Um, some of So some of it is uh, certainly sitting on Sirianni's plate. But he's going to have to deal with it and make the new coaching staff work. The other one is expectations. When you go to the Super Bowl and you give up the lead with 10 seconds to go, 59 minutes and 50 seconds, and you come this close to winning, guess what? Expectations are ratcheted up coming into this year, which is a bigger hurdle. After going with a season of no coaching changes, pretty drastic coaching changes season to season, and the fact that, yeah, the, the, the expectations are now Super Bowl or bust, which is going to be more difficult for Sirianni this season. I, I think the, the whole idea of trying to get back to the Super Bowl after losing in the Super Bowl, it is so 
difficult to lose a Super Bowl. You go that far and you, you put everything you have into it and you lose. You have to get yourself going again for an entire run, knowing that you did all of that work. You put your body through all that, but yet you still lost and didn't get it done. I remember Ken Hitchcock with the Flyers saying that was the hardest thing ever. When you have that journey, you get to the mountaintop, but you lose. And then you try to get your motivation going for an entire season and you become the hunted and you have a much, much tougher schedule and you lose players and you have guys who want more money. Nothing against Darius Slay. He wants more money, but that always happens. Guys want more. Mm -hmm. They want more commercials. They want more money. That's what happens when you get to the Super Bowl. So I think that's the biggest thing is trying to get this team completely motivated again to get over the hurdle and win a Super Bowl, knowing how tough the journey is and the departures you're going to have. Luckily, most are back on offense. Pretty much everybody, maybe Isaac Sayamala is gone. But I think that's the toughest hurdle is trying to get back there. It just doesn't happen in sports. It's so difficult to go back after you lose in the championship. All right. He is the great John Clark at J Clark NBCS. Follow him there. NBC Sports Philadelphia, NBC Philadelphia, NBC 10, uh, 6 and 11. You could watch him uh, there. You know me, John. You know what their last last question is going. Nothing to do with the Eagles. Give me a good Paul Heyman story to end it out today. What's your, give me a give me one of your favorite Paul Heyman stories. Wow, um, Paul Heyman. Yeah, I mean, I worked for Paul Heyman uh, in, in college with ECW, and um, I, I guess I would just say, you know, Paul Heyman was was this kind does of guy. Have, does, who, do, do you have some uncashed checks back in the ECW <laughs> days? Well, there there are some checks that I still haven't gotten. Uh, so so I'm waiting on a couple of checks. Um, I would just say Paul Heyman is, is the kind of guy who uh, he would tape an ECW show at Cabrini college to start on a Friday night. And he would not sleep until that show was in the can and ready to go and ready to air by Monday night. You're talking about Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday, he would go through the whole thing without sleeping and you would get a call at 2 AM and that would wind up being a two and a half converse, two and a half hour conversation with him <laughs> breaking down possible storylines. Um, I don't think the man slept and it was kind of like going to see the Godfather. Sometimes you would come into his hotel room in Philly and the shades would all be drawn. It was very dark. And I'm like, I'm going to see the Godfather here. Um, so he was, he was intimidating, but one of the most intelligent people I have ever come across He's a mad genius, but he did not sleep for like three or four days getting the ECW shows ready. And that's why the guy's been in the business for 40 years, because he's just as good as he is at what he does and still doing it today. A main storyline for the WWE. Johnny Clark, always a pleasure. Appreciate you jumping in, bud. We will certainly get you back on as the offseason rolls along. We'll be watching you on every NBC Philly, and out, Philly outlet we can find. Uh, we thank you for coming in with us today. Talk, talk to you, bud. You got to appreciate it. If I could get a quick plug for my podcast, I got Please. Joe Banner on talking about Jalen Hurts' new contract and why he would go shorter for Jalen Hurts, why Jalen should go shorter, and why the Eagles want a longer contract probably. So who check said, out that Who said Jalen should go shorter? I apologize. Joe I Banner. Joe Banner. Oh, Banner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Uh, so, 
So listen to that takeoff. He, he's John still Clark. thinking like yeah. an executive. He's not an agent just yet. Yeah. You know, when he gives you information, he, he does give you both sides. But when push comes to shove, he's still a guy who's going to do the right thing by the team. <laughs> Jalen's not taking a short-term deal. Uh, always a pleasure, Johnny Clark. Thank you much. Thanks, John. Keep up the great work. Thanks for having me on. See you guys. John Clark uh, from NBC here with us on uh, Now, Joe, Joe, by the way, he, he does give you more of the agent size. Like, he, he's saying Jalen Hurst, because I've heard him say that uh, as well, should take a shorter contract to get back on the market because the money's just going to explode over the next five years. Because t- remember, the TV deal's already done. So you can project out how much it's going to go up. Uh, the salary cap each and every season. So you've seen a lot of of, of shorter term deals uh, for players who want to get back on the market quickly, because if if you're a 25 year old player and you can get back on the market at 28, and you're still a good player, you're going to make a hell of a lot more money. So All right, well, then I would challenge both you and Joe Banner. Um, to give me a guy who fits that description, not just this off season, because we're all of two days in and there's a Lamar Jackson decision yet to be made, but give me a guy over the last couple of years who did that took was expected to get four or five, took two or three did better because of it, because he got back out onto the market. Did, that did, guy did better. That's, that's a good question. But you see, I, I would say this year, right. All uh, there's been many more than ever before. Four-year deals. Who's the kid from Arizona who signed the cornerback? He signed a two-year deal. He's 25 years old. Got $11 million. Uh, He'll be back on the market uh, uh, at 27. Um, There's an example. He he signed late last night. uh, And, you know, could he have gotten three, four years? I would think so at his age. Um, And he signed a two-year deal for 11 million byron murphy um so it's happening more now than it ever has in the in the past uh three and used to be five-year deals jody used to be you know now they weren't really five-year deals um we all know most nfl contracts are really two-year deals anyway um occasionally if you're a quarterback you can get more security than those two years but the teams always wanted that. And now agents are working towards lesser because they know where the salary cap is going because the TV deals are locked in uh, and they know where the salary cap is going. All right. I'll, I'll suggest that the teams are not offering the lengthy deals that they may once have uh, offered and tried to drag salary cap out space over the in, uh, length of a contract. Uh, if you if you you and Joe Banner think it's the players making that decision to go shorter rather than longer, well, it's I'll the you, agents telling him. Right, a, agent. When I say players, I mean players yeah. and agents. Um, uh, I'll suggest it's it's as much, if not more, so the teams looking to go short term and keeping salary cap flexibility in place. All right, Jody Mac, Johnny Mac, coming back. We're running late because we had two good guests today, so we'll come back, put a bow on the show. But before you go. Don't leave because I got a great question for John to answer to end the show. So you got to stick around for it. You got to hit the like button before you get out of Dodge. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. 
Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Hi, everybody. My name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services, the first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. Jeff D'Ambrosio doesn't need a special event to appreciate his customers. Jeff shows his appreciation to them every day of the year. Jeff makes sure to stock more new inventory than anyone and guarantees prices and payments that nobody can beat. There are so many reasons that thousands of customers know Jeff is the easy, friendly place to do business. More for their trades. No judgment zone for credit issues. The best, most reliable service department in the country. That's why I like Jeff, and I know you will too. Jeff will satisfy you every day. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, Owner Appreciation Event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Plan your day with confidence. Keep the umbrellas on hand. With action news and AccuWeather. Numerous tornadoes. Your go-to team when severe weather strikes. The water is still rising. Keeping you prepared wherever you watch. Action news and AccuWeather. The team you trust. On a lead into a busy day in the National Football League. Yes, free agency actually begins at four o'clock, even though it's been yeah. nothing but free agent talk for uh, 50 some odd hours because you can't officially sign a deal, but you can agree. And these contracts almost never blow up. All right. So uh, this has more National Football League ramifications than Eagle ramifications. But if you want to, you could stretch and compare top of the market quarterbacks. What the hell is Aaron Rodgers going to say today on the Pat McAfee? Uh, he's going to the Jets. You're going to get your guy. You know, the poor Jets have to bring. It's, it's ironic. You know, Aaron's so off the rails and a great player, by the way. He'll be the best uh, quarterback for the Jets since uh, Brett Favre, ironically. But, uh, um, he, he, you know, for years he said kind of, intimated that the Packers didn't get him weapons. And now he wants the Jets to sign all his weapons that he didn't have. Uh, and they're not that good. 
Um, and the Jets were doing a good job. Well, Garrett Wilson obviously is is going to be a great player. Um, but you know, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, come on, Aaron. Uh, but man, he's good. Man, you're going to be happy. You're going to yeah. be happy. Do you know how many 300-yard passing days he had this past year, John? Well, he had no weapons. Now he's got Garrett Wilson. Okay, so Garrett, Garrett Wilson's going to get him back to 5,000 passing Garrett, yards. Well, Garrett. Garrett Wilson is going to turn into a superstar with with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I, I hope football. you're right. Uh, that, that would be very good for the Jets, but it is as great as he is. And you and I are both devotees and i've said on the air long before bird 365 ever started the afc east by the way is loaded i loaded i think aaron Rodgers has the best skill set of any quarterback in the history of the national football league that's how highly i think of uh the the talent that uh, aaron Rodgers you've heard me has. describe it here's how i describe it it's not the greatest of all time that includes longevity success tom brady joe montana blah blah um no one has ever played the position at a higher level than Aaron Rodgers at his apex. No right. one. You and I no are one. in the same exact place. Except now he's just a stone cold, I think, disturbed diva who has just lost all that grip on reality. That I and agree. I, if I'm looking at my team, no matter how big the talent is, just rolling over like a puppy dog and go, yes, whatever you want, Aaron, whatever you can do, Aaron. And oh, by the way, as great as he was, I saw a drop off last year. You want to put it all on the town like Aaron Rodgers is trying to. Yeah, I think there was something to a little erosion yeah. of his skills. Yeah, I'm not. As soon as he signs the contract, as soon as the deal gets done, I'm going to be 100% on board because I'm just a. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you're right. I mean, it, there has been a downtick. He's not what he once was, but he's not even the same species as Zach Wilson. They they can't even they shouldn't be able to call them the same thing. Uh, they're so they're so different. They shouldn't be calling them a quarterback. I mean, this is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. The Jets will be happy for the short term, but he is a diva, and you have to deal with some of the nonsense. Uh, some of, burst, the, I mean. some of the nonsense. Nah, this is nah. this is setting the National Football League back years. Yeah, no and one by the way, ever, no one has ever attempted to dictate things the way that Aaron Rodgers is dictating to a team he's not a part of yet. He's not a jet. He's yeah, dictating and, terms, and he's not even on the freaking team yet. And by the way, um, he, you know, did this in Green Bay. This is New York now. Can you imagine? The microscope he's going to be under. Uh, there's a big difference between New York and Green Bay. So when he starts doing some of the wacky stuff uh, around, you know, the New York Post and the Daily News and our buddy Pat Leonard and all those guys who cover New York football, um, yeah, it's going to be quite the spectacle. Yes, for for doing sports talk, it's great for being a fan of the team. I got no bloody idea how this is going to work. All right. I'm also a fan of the Eagles. Jets first, Eagles second. Uh, so we'll be back here tomorrow to talk more birds. Maybe CJGJ news over the next 20 minutes. I think he's coming back. I'm going to say that. CJ, that's my prediction. In the next 22 hours or just coming back? 
next 22 hours. He'll be back today. Jack, back with a bold prediction. I love it. Uh, if that's the case, you know where you've got to be right here on Birds 365 in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.